0: You're listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. Each week, we take a single episode of a science fiction TV series, movie, or audio, and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. Welcome to the discussion. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I'm John. And tonight we are looking at the... Get everyone get ready to go! Hooray! The final episode of Battlestar Galactica season two, and/or Galactica nineteen eighty season one. You, your choice. And this is episode ten: The Return of Starbuck. Episode synopsis: Doctor Z has a dream, and he comes to discuss it with Adama. When Adama hears it's about a warrior named Starbuck, he's all ears. Yarns ago, Starbuck and Boomer were in a battle with the Cylons. Through fancy flying, as always, Starbuck defeats the Cylons, but his ship is critically damaged. Boomer must abandon him, knowing there is no hope. Starbuck crashes on a barren but vaguely habitable planet, which he names Starbuck. He discovers the wrecked Cylon fighter, and in a fit of lonely madness, he rebuilds one of them and convinces him not to kill him. While Starbuck hopes he has a friend, the Cylon makes it clear they are not friends. They work together and begin to form a life together. But the Cylon, now called Cy, realizes Starbuck has gotten bored with him and wishes to have a woman instead. He goes out to get one and Starbuck realizes he cares what happens to Cy. Miraculously, quite literally, Cy finds a woman and not just any woman, she's beautiful and pregnant, but she does not talk. In the intervening days, Starbuck pours out his life story to the silent woman, and then she talks, asking Starbuck if he would sacrifice his life for her and their baby. Hold on, what? It's your spiritual baby, Starbuck. Sai is frankly jealous, and this leads to constant sitcom bickering between Starbuck and him. Angela, as the woman is now known, tells Starbuck that the Cylons are coming and he needs to build a spacecraft from the wrecked parts of the ships, which he does with Cy's help. Angela is certain that Starbuck's final judgment is coming. When the Cylons arrive, Starbuck places Angela and the newly arrived baby into the ship and launches it towards the fleet. He goes to stand down the Cylons. Cy, who had left earlier, returns and kills two of the approaching Cylons before he is, in turn, killed by them. Starbuck finishes off the last one, and as Psy dies in his arms, he finally admits that he and Starbuck are friends. Starbuck is left alone on the planet Starbuck. The ship arrives at the fleet, but only the baby is on board. And that baby was Dr. C. The end. And the end. I mean, the end. <laughs> not, yeah. not just the end, but I mean... There is you know, no more after this. There is, there is no more after this. And I, I know how disappointed everyone is about that oh yeah because that is the thing you hear all the time where is season two galactica 1980 and or season three Battlestar Star galactica but i think that all yeah. got ruined by the by the 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 ronald D. E. moore version now they're never gonna they're never gonna come back to it that's a deep deep and abiding pity
1: yeah oh well i wanted There's to see starbucks
0: bones picked clean <laughs> on the planet starbucks yeah. yes so, uh
1: changed pace episode. A little bit, yeah. W- more of a, uh, a, uh, a, 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 a definitely a different style of storytelling in this one. A lot of narration. Oh, yeah. Uh, if, uh, fortunately, I kind of wonder, we,
0: did, did Ed, Dr. Oh. Z's, was Dr. Z's dream narrated by Starbuck? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. I, that, would be, you know, I, that would be weird. It was kind of strange once I started thinking about it.
1: But yeah. Well did you like the episode? Um uh, yeah. Yeah, i it, it was yeah, I think it was better than the other episodes. Mainly because it was more Balsar Galactica and less Galactica nineteen eighty. I, I think I think unequivocally and universally this is considered the best episode of Galactica nineteen eighty. Yeah. Easy. Second only to spacecrappers. <laughs> Right, we've had two strong ones in a row here. I know <laughs> oh, they're just hitting their stride now, aren't they? Yep. Yep. You wait till the next episode. Well, I guess I'm going to have to. Again, this is an episode that does not age well, because I'm I'm about to
0: say something that I'm about to say something that I do not necessarily agree with, but that clearly is the intention of the the scriptwriter. No more so, than- I, Sai yes. is a woman. Sai is the worst kind of stereotypical <laughs> woman that Starbuck is afraid of. She's emotional. She's gets in huffs and storms off.
1: I mean, yeah. this is this is an absolute stereotype sitcom. Yeah, I thought that was a little weak. I mean, whoever did the writing on this um, probably. Oh, was not a very pleasant man to be around if you're a woman.
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking that this is actually Starbuck in hell. Yeah, hell for you. you is all the things bad in your in your worldview of women in a Cylon. <laughs> yeah. Great, great. And then there's the other woman who shows up who's pregnant, which I'm sure is not something he's looking forward to. It's like oh god the responsibility and none of the fun it, it's just yeah, exactly you know it's this is hell this, this is dante starbucks inferno if you will <laughs> i don't really think and of it was that way but
1: yeah i suppose i just and he's being judged lighting uh, right judgment day for starbucks yeah i i yeah yeah that part of the story was kind of shoveled on but oh well well and, yeah, and you know, subtlety no no not really I guess
0: from, from things I've seen that, that Dirk Benedict was actually in pretty close with Glenn Larson. So he, he kind of did this as a favor, got him in and apparently he was going to come back again. Oh really? In Galactic 80. Um, he is this, this judgment of him being a good person. He is going to transcend to one of the beings of light.
1: Oh, that's right, that's right, yes.
0: So I, I'm wondering if he would take the place of Edward Mulhare uh in um the, the 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 episode that took place on Terra. Right. You know, because he he was obviously one of the beings of light and his name was John, which is an Earth name, not a not a uh Galactican name. And yeah. he didn't seem to be the boss. Right. Because there's like that part where he's he's talking at times. Well, I'm not allowed to tell you that. Or, oh, can't I just tell him this? You know, looking up to a higher authority. he's like, oh, thank you. And I'm just wondering if that's what they had in mind for Starbuck so that he could pe- appear from time to time and help
1: Troy and Dylan. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could. I could definitely see that. I once again, they 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 might have been doing on screen what they should have done in a writer's room many months before but uh, oh well they didn't have a writer's room they just had glenn larson's jacuzzi and uh,
0: yeah. and a very moist typewriter <laughs> i think it was written on cocktail napkins but um, yeah. yeah um before we I, I don't know what to say about the story but I, I i think it's it's important to point out that we have taken a lot of pot shots at the insipid duo uh, uh-huh. uh, and I guess, from what I've heard, Ken McCord was given it his all. um, he was really trying to make the show work, and he was not happy
1: with what he was being given. oh, yeah, I can totally see that. I mean, you can um, you know act your heart out, but if you're given, you know, total crap, and uh-huh. everybody else around you is also given that, and you know it it's it seems like it's just a job for everybody else on this on the crew then what can you do right so i i
0: i have a i have a feeling of of sympathy for kent mccord and i guess what they did was they filmed this and space croppers at the same time (laughs) yeah i read that yep and space croppers was obviously woefully under budgeted and uh pressed for time. and you know, a couple things happened while they were making it. One, they found out that they were making the Starbuck episode, which did not make Mr. Record happy at all. Yeah, because it's like this is a surprise episode of his show that he's got nothing to do with and he knows nothing about yeah until it's already in production. So not not the best way to deal with management or for management to deal with staff. Uh, and then also, you know, got canceled, while they were, I think while they were making this, or or, I guess they started working on the next episode, which had something to do with time travel and Cleopatra. Oh, geez, okay. Because hey, you know, they got rid of the kids. And maybe they were going back to the time traveling format. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, it it, it all in all, it sounds like it was just a disastrous behind the scenes situation, and I. I feel for him. I feel for him. I. This just this show yeah, has it's, been a it's, train
1: wreck. Yeah, it's a sucky way to find out that you're losing your job. Yeah. Yeah. Or or you're being replaced. Oh yeah, that's the other idea. You know, I, I you could totally
0: see how they would go. Like, so they're making episodes with the old cast, and now nobody I
1: told me. Now you can see the how they still really right? grapevine really fast and get blown all out of proportion.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and. Yeah, honestly, is it blown all, all out of proportion? It was like, I could see them reworking. If Starbuck becomes a star being, I, I star being Starbuck, um, you know, he, could, be he weird, could have but... a, he could have a lot more prominent position in the show, um, going forward. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But, um, behind the scenes, kind of a mess in front of the camera, I guess I like it. I, I, you know, when I, I, I remember when it first came out. Like everyone else, I was like, "Yeah, this is great. Finally, good." And I think it, I think it really is just the fact that it's Starbucks. It's doing spacey stuff, right? It's, it's tying into the the people of lights mythology and the right. Cylon war, and 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 we're not burdened down with the stupid fish out of water jokes
1: and. <laughs> Yeah, in fact, one could possibly think that this was actually an episode from the original Battlestar Glad to get that they just never aired. Uh-huh. And I think that's what I thought when I was a little kid. It's possible.
0: I, I mean, I, I, but, you know, like I said, I know I liked it when I watched it. And I know on subsequent viewings, I've looked at this and I said, well, yeah, that is still the best episode. <laughs> but watching through it this time, it's like it's not very good. No, no, it's it's got issues. Is it, it is, you know, is is Starbucks gonna die from lack of food on that planet, or is there food on that planet? Well,
1: um, I would there say yes. Yeah. There sticks and there's plants. Really, few plants, but some plants. So yeah, I. I but think they survived. Starve. They survived for weeks. Yeah, we did find out that he was able to to shoot a hole in a a rock wall and water came. Water. Right. So that solves that problem. But when he landed, he said he
0: had rations for just a few days. But right. at some point during the course of the episode, he said that in the weeks that we were here. And then he had to, you know, start feeding her. Right. And where was he getting the food? Maybe it was Nana from the heavens. It's like, side. Look, <laughs> I know you went out and you said you're going to go get me a woman and you went out and got me a woman. But how about you say. I'm gonna go get you a steak dinner a and you go out chicken. and get me a steak dinner. Yeah, and a bucket of chicken. Uh it's probably yeah. cluck ons. Yeah. Caprican fly fried cluck on. <laughs> right. Or <laughs>
1: CFC's Polarons or <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Pol, pol- yeah, pol Poltrons. Yeah. <laughs> poltrons. I like that better. I kept remembering yeah. you say Polaroids,
0: but that's not quite right. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh it's a joke in development. It's just yeah. There you go. Oh yeah. And then in the at the beginning of the episode, the Cylon voices are right, but when he reactivates SAI, the voice is wrong. Yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. Is it supposed to show us that the that Sai is, is now damaged? an individual, or that he is damaged? I I don't know. I genuinely
1: don't know, but I don't like it. <laughs> I th- I think they might have actually realized that if they kept the same voice actor and voice augmentation that they were using for the regular Centurions, a lot of the dialogue would be almost incomprehensible. Flat. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I the, don't get that you. flanger oh, well, they um... have on there, it really would have been difficult to discern a lot of the the words. And plus in actual, emotional hissy influx, fit in, yeah inflection in it yeah exactly which unfortunately they used quite a bit oh yeah oh they most certainly did
0: i i do think that
1: yeah okay you,
0: you know one of the the ideas that i liked in the original Battlestar galactica is there is a there's a theme there of religion there yeah. is the theme that that um Count Iblee is Satan. <laughs> that that yeah. Count Iblee was what led to the downfall of the Cylon people, right? They, he was there when the humanoid Cylons or the reptilian Cylons transitioned into the robotic Cylons. That's why the imperious leader sounds exactly like him. Mm-hmm. Right? There yeah. is that they chose the wrong path and this is what happened to them uh they were destroyed by their own creation and their own creation sweeps out as a force of evil across across the universe there is the the notion that the that the beings of light are looking after for the galacticans that there is a that there is a judgment process because i think we had it with starbuck uh we had it with apollo too um because there is the scene where apollo died fighting count ebly And they're taken aboard the ship lights and she, both Sheba and Starbuck profess that they would give their lives, trade their lives for Apollo. And then they basically say, well, you know, Ely didn't actually have the right to kill Apollo. So he's alive, (laughs) but you know, it, it it has that very, and a lot has been made about Glenn Larson and his Mormonism, uh, and, and incorporating that into the show. But nonetheless, it's, uh, it's a fascinating subject to discuss the 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 how and it's been done many times before. And I'm not saying Galactica is, is suitably unique. It's just that it was kind of an interesting take on the whole idea of there's something to this nonsense, and you know the 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 voyage of discovery to find that. So here we are back to that. There's, there's been you know absolutely none of that in Galactica 1980. But here we're back to it again this is about starbuck coming to terms with who starbuck has been right this is this is the we put you all alone he's the kind of guy who doesn't like to be alone right well yeah he starts going nuts after three days <sighs> yeah he he puts uh you know he he dumps his entire life story to complete stranger because she doesn't talk <laughs> which is confession yeah he, he, he's confessed he even says he's embarrassed by what he told her because he told her everything. Everything, yep. And and then there is the sacrifice. Are you willing to die for this child? Are you willing to die for me? And Starbuck is like, I'm uncomfortable with that, in very typical Starbuck <laughs> fashion. But yes. he quite literally does just that when he puts them in the ship. He knows he's going to die on that planet. <coughs> and sends them off so he he is and it's exactly the kind of thing starbuck would have done in other episodes yeah yeah that's actually not not anything different it's not out of character for starbuck at all but you know we are bringing it to a point in this episode and we are you know this is it this this actually is the one where you're not going to come back from it yep and it's a troll so uh i i like the fact that they explored it it's just kind of a little bit there's still this patina of 1980 to it. The well, stupid humor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, the sexism with the dialogue with sigh. Yeah. And
0: that part, it's like, this could have been so much better if they hadn't sort of played it for laughs half the time. Yeah. And I don't like humor in Galactica. I mean, it did lack a little bit from time to time, but, uh, uh, you know, they don't have the mix right here either.
1: Yeah, I don't know why. I guess the director probably had his own ideas or he's trying to still go, uh, uh, you know, go for the whole. We're in the, the family time slot and we're supposed to have educational stuff and it, we better, you know, if it's family. We got to have some jokes in it. What was the educational
0: stuff in this one that it takes nine and a half months for a human baby to be born? Well, don't for
1: a colonial baby to be born, sure. I don't know. I I think the uh, the 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 the, the educa- educational stuff was was actually pretty lacking in this one. Yeah, this was this was more straight up. I I do also think
0: that there's a there's something that could have been explored if they had done any exploration of the actual Cylons in the series. I would have I would have loved it because I really want to know what happened to them. <laughs> Yeah, how they became the way they were. I mean that that is such an untapped well that yeah. would have been great. And we get uh, kind of a little of it from the thousands of years on angle getting size perspective on why they're doing what they're doing. But does he really know? He's well, programmed. Son? He is programmed to yeah. serve the empire. To do just the mantra of bringing i forgot what the what it was bringing order and yeah order to grow and organize the universe that was it yeah to grow and organize the universe and starbuck puts the question to him what are you going to do with it when you organize the universe i don't know no one's ever actually mentioned that yep and that is the definition of a cardboard villain or a cardboard hero for that matter Right. I mean, you, you just do what you do and
1: you don't have an end game towards it. Right. Yeah. There's no backstory whatsoever. You just, you know, that is what you do. Why do you do it? Because I do it. Yeah, Because I must. So it's interesting um, that he calls yeah. it out. Yep. That's uh, yeah. Knowing having some more backstory on what did actually happen to the Cylons and whatever would have been great. But, you know, in, in all actuality, with memory prices as it is, and storage being uh, you know something that you really gotta uh, optimize, there's only so much code you can stuff inside of a, a centurion's head. <laughs> and history, especially of, just putting it on and, those little chips, right? And capacitors and stuff, yeah. And plus, think of it this way: Do you really want to have your race's entire history on somebody who could potentially be captured and disassembled and everything read off from them? No. So you're not going to do that because it's essentially state secrets. So wouldn't tell your, your field agents, you know, the backstory because they don't need to know it. They're just tools. Well, I mean, you correct, but the Cylons are machines,
0: right? They are are quite literally tools. And yet they have their own civilization.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, there's that, but you know,
0: they had ceremonies and they have, robes and and a yeah. festival and all that stuff all in all in the first season of Galactica and it's like yeah. what is going on here with yeah. them what Ritual what is programming
1: the... yeah exactly it's I I suppose you could you could see say that the uh the original race the reptilians or whatever they were that were the Cylons what do they call it uh it became a a, a post singularity a society where they merged with the machines and those were things that they kept. But yeah, that kind of thins out pretty quick when you think of the rest of the series. But well, you know something, uh,
0: could that not be the ending of the black hole? Remember, uh, I can't think of his name, but the, the villain of the piece merges the Maximilian Maximilian Uh, shell, right? Reinhardt. Yeah. Merges with his, killer robot maximilian yeah yeah you know how and that was kind of represented as that's hell that's his hell oh yeah that is the hell he is left in the cylons themselves became the machines is that their hell
1: i suppose if you want to look at it in a theological light sure sure i could do that yeah i know it's hard to not think of it with a religious bend And
0: we know that, you know, like Lucifer and Spectre, (laughs) the the lesser order ones, they had personalities. Yes, they did. They were jealous. They
1: were conniving. Petty. Petty. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, They were ambitious. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, definitely. I I think that they had become a post-singularity society and left their organic forms behind to live in metallic vehicles. I guess you could say. Cursed to do so, yeah. And quite possibly, there was, there was only a small amount of actual, for lack of a better term, higher beings. So they built bazillions and bazillions of centurions and other lesser models that could serve them. And even then they, they have a to... bit of personality. Well, yeah, because you get tired of talking to literal toasters all the time. So you put some, what they thought would be, useful into them, some personality. Yeah. And and maybe they recognized that they had to have some form of, you know, inbuilt ingenuity to get out of situations that the programmers didn't foresee. So they could learn and they could adapt a bit, but not too much because... Not too much because they still have to vote to a, on what to do. <laughs> yeah. That could eventually become a problem. Yeah. Well, I,
0: I wish our final glimpse at the Cylons had been... Better than Sigh, a little more insightful, yeah. But you know, at the end of it, are <laughs> we left with hope?
1: Yeah. Are, are, are we left
0: with the actual hope that the Cylons can change?
1: Yes. Yes, uh, I, I think that's that's definitely for sure. Because as as Psy, uh did his last few cycles before he powered down for good, he, you know, said that we're not enemies; we're friends. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I think that there is hope that even, you know, individually they could evolve be, well, evolve or you know, uh learn to live together.
0: Yeah, I think the original argument was, um, according to Apollo, that the Cylons were enslaving other races. Yes, they were doing and that. And that was opposed. The, the the humans couldn't stand for that because that's totally antithetical to the way humans are and so the cylons program to eradicate all humans was because humans were incompatible with their way of thinking Now, as humans will not accept us enslaving other races ergo and they will fight us ergo we must wipe them all out to all uh extinction right and even that kind of fails i mean they've effectively stopped that problem. The fact that they've been chasing the Galactica for 30 yarns or however long across space is just stupid of them. Right. If they were dumb machines with no initiative and no personality and no ability to, to be more than just the programming that they have, that would be one thing. They clearly aren't that. So they, they
1: should have basically said, eh, let them go. Well, you know, maybe the silent higher ups have a much longer lifespan, so 30 yarns to them is like, you know, two months to us.
0: Well, it could bait. It could yeah. bait. They so they're
1: still going for it.
0: If you'll recall, um, in the first movie, the Imperious leader was destroyed. Yeah. The Imperious leader that uh, ordered the destruction of all humans ordered the destruction of Baltar. Yeah. And because as long as a single human exists in this universe, we have this threat. He was destroyed. And then the next imperious leader allowed Baltar to live with the argument. My predecessor was programmed in different times. (laughs) I can afford to be lenient and let you live if you're useful. So, you know, yes, it's still, he was still trying to wipe them out, but, but you know, it wasn't, as long as you exist, I have to kill you. It, right. It was yeah. not as black and white. So, yeah, which I guess tells us whether or not we've got a lot to say about the return of Starbuck because we've had a, a much more interesting conversation about
1: <laughs> the, 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 cultural civilization of the yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and whether or not they can be cultural dissidents. That's the quote that Starbuck had. Yes. Not the enemies. Says, yeah.
0: Yep. Do you think Starbucks named Angela or did Angela say, hey, my name's Angela? I think she named herself. Okay. Because I, I can't know. help noticing it... that the name Angela sounds a little bit like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Angel.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it does, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and not it's... to mention that that uh, mostly cotton ball dress shoes wearing with the feathers and stuff, all white. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Just a little Just, bit. The feathers. Yeah. Angels. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The only thing she was missing was a long brass trumpet. But, you
0: know. And, you know, maybe that was around
1: somewhere. They didn't pick it up. That was her ship. I came in the usual way by trumpet. Not not once, not once did Starbuck ask sigh. so where did you find her? And are there others?
0: <laughs> how? Yeah. How? I have to assume. Is Psy being influenced by the beings of light? Is he an instrument of their action?
1: I didn't think about that. That that could explain why Starbuck was able to fix the Cylon. Uh-huh. Or maybe, well, he had a manual. Oh, uh, I don't want to think about that. He he had why, a manual on how to put together a Cylon. Psy- <laughs> why would there be a, a manual, a book, a piece of printed material, the race of machine beings, in his Viper... In the survival kit? Oh well, no, he got he probably got that out of, out of the, uh, the the, yeah, the Skyline yeah. Raider. Okay, maybe. All right. Well, All I can go with along it with it. whatever that passes for English, or maybe what it what it was was a book on troubleshooting your Viper, and it was how to use the the tools he had. Okay, that like could analyzers be analyzers and stuff like that. that. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that because that sounds more logical. It, it's, I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. My wife had a little bit of a, a fit when she saw that. It's like, yep. why has he got a book? How to fix exactly. a silo?
1: Like, exactly. Because that's what he needed. Is, it's in every Raider. It's, it's what he needed in this
0: particular scene. Mm-hmm. And he got. And it was there. That's right. I suppose there's a word for that. Um, so, and, and, you know, he does. By fixing Sai, and by by trying to make friends with Sai, he is also demonstrating yet another higher quality—mercy and, and oh yeah, I don't know, yeah. forgiveness is it, the right and,
1: term, but you know, also, compassion for. He's doing very self centered as well. He doesn't want to be alone, uh-huh. but in doing that, he does have to uh, get over some prejudice that he's right. got. So it's like this
0: entire exercise has been engineered to force Starbuck into this, this movement. So when Cy decides he's going to go get a woman, maybe the, maybe the angel, maybe Angela literally stuck that in his head. "Eh, Time for me to enter the show. Let's uh, make Cy have a little bit of a hissy fit and (laughs) go out and then I'll, I'll meet him by the cliff basin or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It could be, could be. I, I I got nothing. I got nothing on this. I did read that uh, somebody uh, likened the the style of this to a radio play, and yeah, it is a lot of uh, narration. Um, that's like true. It's a very very old style of of telling a story. You know, comparatively, anyways. Yeah. Lots so of reused shots it. of the suns and the oh, moons. Oh, Yeah. yeah. I think Earth was up there. I bet, uh, I bet a better number of times Starbuck looked up and wished. You know, I should have gone to that moon. It looks like it might have <laughs> green on it. Yeah, it's like yeah, oh, you missed it. You yeah, missed it by that much, Starbuck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, all right, then let's uh, let's turn our final attention to Galactica nineteen
1: eighty as a whole. Mm-hmm. Now, having seen it all, any thoughts in particular? Oh, you know, it's like like you collect Funko Pops and you just have to get that last one, but you hate that character, but you need to get it just because you want to complete the collection. That's what this is. You know, I've seen Battlestar Galactica. I liked it, but I heard there's something else. I'm going to watch it just because it's Galactica. Yeah. If you watch it and it's like, yeah, I'm glad they didn't renew that. And it's so it's so disastrously conceived. I mean, it, yeah. it's just such an yeah. incredible it, letdown finding out the constraints that were given to them about how they had to write the show. it it wasn't just a sci-fi show. It was like an educational thing that how oh, and the kids and oh, and it wasn't. and, and, and yeah and even, even early on, with the whole time travel stuff, it's like, no, that's just bad. Maybe back in the uh, late 70s and, and early 80s, maybe time travel television programs were big. I don't remember any of them, but... They, they were in the 70s.
0: But I... but but what you do get with a time travel program is you get the Doctor Who effect, right? The original Doctor Who effect. You get, we go back in time, we teach kids a bit of yeah. history. That's the educational part of yeah. It. Yeah. right. Right, but, that that's yeah, baked right into the yeah. nature of the show, uh, but they they threw it away, They threw it away in yep. favor of whatever it, stupid idea. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's
1: not a good show. It's not a good show. You know, I'd rather watch. Oh, I don't know, Buck Rogers or something like that. It's about from the same era. Much, I definitely prefer watching Buck Rogers. At least that was, you know. The production values were decent, and everybody seemed to be kind of on the same page that they're doing a science fiction show for with energy. a bit of
0: comedy, but it, a little you know, bit, of comedy.
1: yeah, yeah, a little bit. But it there. was okay. It was yeah. it was all right. It was it was kind of you know you can plenty of you fish out of water it. jokes, but they didn't. It they they were they weren't as bad. They they weren't so big that they everyone stumbled on them and fell over. Right. Yeah. Right. We I mean, yeah, you it's know. something when they it, it get old after a while when Dr. Huber would not understand some colloquialism that Rogers would say, and then Tweaky would correct, you know, tell him what it was about. But yeah. Yeah. Generally, it was, it was tolerable. And, you know, it, it,
0: it was used, it was used a lot more sparingly. It was used in dialogue rather than in plot complications. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly right um yeah. they could be considered and, and also you know if if you don't know what if you don't know what uh an idiomatic expression from 300 years ago is or 500 years ago 23 the president is twenty fifth yeah um you know hundreds of years ago many yarns um, ago. many yarns ago you don't look like an idiot right but when Troy and Dylan can't figure out what a car is or they yeah. don't know what the word cute means when a girl says it or something, they look like idiots. Yeah. Right? And and that's the, I, I think that's the big difference there. It's like, sure, you don't get an idiomatic expression. Great. You can't figure out what a telephone is. Well, you're dumb. Because, I mean, it's <laughs> they have communication devices. Yeah. Right? They, they get the idea of
1: making a call it's just yeah, it, Hell, yeah. I, I i bet if somebody were to go and watch balsar galactica that on a wall somewhere on the galactica you would see a handset from a phone it just seems to be the type of prop they would have
0: probably probably so yeah well galactica 1980 i'm not sorry to see you go yeah but i'm glad we did it because once again I feel Fusion Patrol goes where no show has gone before.
1: <laughs> and rightfully so. And rightfully so.
0: Well, you, you know, we watch whatever watch
1: these so you don't have to. But if you wanted to watch them, we wouldn't mind. Oh, yeah. Um, Go for it. Tell us what you think. I don't know what
0: we're going to do next. Actually, I might know what we're going to do next, but I'm not telling. Uh, I yep. prefer it to be a surprise. So... Uh, and and that way, in case something logistically goes weird, I, I'm not making a promise that I have to uh, <laughs> I have to turn around and and keep differently. Yep. But to, John, thank you for joining me for this uh, tour. True. Uh, the Galactica universe, one History. last time.
1: Yep. Watch the fleet silently sail off into the starry distance. We bid them fond farewell with Starbucks Sun. Doctor Z, <laughs> yeah, we barely Doctor Z Buck. Uh, really, no. really, I don't think we need to. No, no, the I don't think we need to. It's history. Wow. Once
0: again, that is just quite literally uh, an excuse for why Doctor Z is so advanced. He's half star child. He's, yeah, he's half of the angels. He's but a gift from the angels to help the humans survive. It, but it
1: doesn't explain why the the uh, space scouts are so bloody intelligent. Cause remember Adama said it was uh, radiation mutation and the yeah. same reason why Z was so smart.
0: Yeah, well the space cats are just smart because some some idiot thinks that's the way schools are gonna work. Oh, they'll be doing calculus by first grade. No. Yeah. They won't. Guarantee <laughs> they won't. Not humans. Anyway. <laughs> Listeners I hope you'll join us all again next time. On Fusion Patrol. Bye. You've been listening to Fusion Patrol? Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, we hope you'll consider supporting us at buymeacoffee.com/fusionpatrol or patreon.com/fusionpatrol. For our monthly Patreon subscribers, we're currently running a special series on Babylon 5. Come join the conversation in the comments section of this episode at fusionpatrol.com. You'll also find there over a decade of past episodes. You can find some of our other works at soundcloud.com/fusionpatrol. Our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf. This has been a Lone Locust production. On the next episode of Fusion Patrol, we look at the 1976 Irwin Allen TV movie pilot, The Time Travelers. Come join the conversation on Fusion Patrol.